Galnet News Digest, 23rd of February 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Kane leads anti-Mahon protests. A who's who of who's going. Bring back beige. Photo competition and bug hunting. Kane leads anti-Mahon protests. Councillor Nakato Kane has become a pain in the Prime Ministerial neck of Edmund Mann. Building on discontent over Mann's summary decision to postpone the election by three months, Kane has become the leader of a direct action protest group that spread rapidly through a number of alliance systems, using the delay to the election of a new Prime Minister as a focal issue to express wider discontent over a diverse range of grievances, such as unwarranted expansionism, higher taxes, a lack of coherent defence policy, and perhaps most importantly, the Prime Minister's stated love of beige planets. Had the election not been delayed, there seems little doubt that Councillor Kane, riding the wave of discontent over the delayed election, would have won. Except, of course, that if the election hadn't been delayed, there probably wouldn't have been a protest movement. Kane has said that she'll accompany the Prime Minister to this week's Galactic Summit to ensure that the real interests of the Alliance are safeguarded. Mann, meanwhile, has insisted that the large-scale protests are the result of a vocal minority, and has repeated that the delay to the election is essential for the democratic best interests of the Alliance. A who's who of who's going. With the Galactic Summit just two days away, we're still waiting for the final lineup of delegates. We know who's going from the Marlinists, Jenna Fairfax and Aaron White. We know who's going from the Empire, Princess Ashling, Senator Petraeus and Chancellor Blaine. We know who's going from the Federation, both President Hudson and Shadow President Winters. As we've just heard, Councillor Nakato Kane, his chief critic, will accompany Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mahon to the summit, not necessarily with his blessing. We have to assume that Lee Yong-ri, the boss of Sirius Corporation, will want to host the summit in person. But how about the other independents? Will Pranav Antal, whose offer to host the summit was turned down, be willing to swallow his pride and attend? How about oligarch Yuri Grom? We haven't heard much from Yuri Grom since he entered semi-retirement. This might be just the sort of event to prove he's still alive, and not a mummified corpse in a mausoleum after all. Thark the Mighty, Prince of the Pleiades and Emperor of the Coal 70 Sector, notes with displeasure that he has not been invited. He courteously suggests that if you want to make peace with your enemy, perhaps a good first step might be to invite them to sit round the negotiating table. Although he admits that sitting can be a problem if you have six legs and two arms in addition to your mandibles. A good second step might be a slap-up meal of occupied escape pods and lavium brandy, although he understands that occupied escape pods were unaccountably left off the shopping list of rare delicacies for the summit. He awaits his invitation, which he points out, if not forthcoming, might make him displeased. And a displeased Thark the Mighty is, he is sure, not something the bloodbags of the galaxy would want to see. The Guardians haven't been invited either, but as they died off at least a million years ago, as a result of getting very good indeed at warfare, 
they're less concerned about it than the leader of the Thargoids. In the hugely unlikely event that something went wrong at the summit, we'd be left with Emperor Arissa, slave trader Torval and Prince Hadrian Duval for the Empire, Amrita Ross for the Marlinists, Vice President Mitchell and Shadow Vice President Rochester for the Federation. No one of significance at all for the Alliance, plus an assortment of minor independents from independent systems to run the galaxy. Oh, we nearly forgot. There's someone else who hasn't been invited to the summit. Theta 7, the well-connected leader of the NMLA terrorists, who harbours a grudge against the Duval family, and who isn't averse to blowing up federal stations too, appears to have been missed off the guest list. Still, he's likely to take it all in good spirits, isn't he? Bring back beige. Ahead of the Galactic Summit, there's some good news from the scientists. The Federal Alliance and Imperial Cartographic Institutes have long been locked in a struggle over accepted mapping and visualisation techniques. It's recognised that your understanding and perception of the terrain of a planet is governed by the information you've been given about it. If you're told by your mapping system that it's a hostile terrain full of icy spikes, then that's what you'll see. If you're told it's a desert plain, then you'll perceive a desert plain hills, craters and brain trees notwithstanding. And now an accord has been reached to improve and standardise mapping to ensure that everyone in the galaxy will see planets as they really are. Ship sensors will be brought into line with this new mapping system and the visual inputs from the hazard-sensitive cockpit screens will begin to show a true and accurate representation of the planet surfaces outside. Some tweaks have been incorporated to meet the needs of the superpowers. The Empire didn't feel like its ice worlds were white enough. The Federation wanted its metallic worlds to look more metallic. And Edmund Mann, in the Alliance, has long wanted Alliance worlds to look more beige, like they used to. The new mapping system, which will be rolled out gradually, tentatively starting in May, will do its best to accommodate these preferences, including the Alliance's re the superpowers are also planning to use this work to get their own back on the Buckyball Racing Club, which has organised numerous illegal events in the Imperial Alliance and Federal Space over the years. Using the mapping improvement scheme as cover, they plan to completely demolish the ice ridges of Pomesh 2C, leaving the planet as smooth and featureless, in their words, as Arthur's cranium. Photo competition and bug hunting. In other news this week, the Pilots Federation is holding a My Favourite Planet competition. They are inviting the commanders to send in their favourite screenshot of a planet in advance of the new planetary mapping and visualisation system, or Plimvus, completely changing what all the planets look like. The Pilots Federation is also asking users of the PS4 flight control system to send them details if they're unable to land on planets so that the problem can be investigated. Some estimates say that up to one third of PS commanders are affected, meaning they are unable to enter the My Favourite Planet competition. Still, that gives the rest of us a better chance of winning, so it's not all bad. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> 